Blog Talk Radio. Praise 
great shows for you tonight and we're now going to be bringing on a uh, new guest uh, she was here in um before we went into the holidays but uh we're very happy to have back on jan clarkston um and we're going to be talking about a whole array of uh because uh, jan has done so so much in so many fields it's unbelievable um we can go from a to z with Jan and that's really great. Uh but tonight tonight we're going to be talking about at least starting with we'll see where we go um about connecting to past loved ones and uh, angels and so much more. Uh it's a field that I uh really love uh you know the passing of my parents when I was just a teenager and um and so many of you listeners um I know come to the show because of a passing of a loved one and and trying to move on from that and it's uh, not the easiest thing to do and and what about our angels you know um beautiful angels and uh, i always have a group we all have a group of angels with us uh wherever we go and so we're gonna explore a lot of things so you can also speak to jan just call on into the show 347-884-8245 and press a one on your phone if you want to ask a question about uh, the topic we're going to be getting into now. Um, and the uh, website to reach uh, Jan Clarkston is here on the radio show page, uh, janclarkston.com. So you can go to the website while you're listening to this, go to a different window um, and still be able to hear the show. Okay. And I believe Jan will be on here each week here on Sunday nights here at this time. So write it down, come on back, tell your friends. And so let's go ahead and let's bring Jan on into the show. Welcome back. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. 
Happy New Year. Brand new beginnings for everyone. A couple of corrections. You're, you're still listening to the other caller. I, it's Jane Clarkston. And one note on my website, um, it's being redesigned, so it is offline tonight, but they can go to Facebook to Jane Clarkston at the Shrouding Caverns. Okay. Uh, okay. I thought that's what I said, but okay. That's, that's, okay. Well, uh, Jane or Jan, I, you know, when your name, name Jane, oh, you answered gotcha. everything. Jane, Jan, Joan. <laughs> but gotcha. I want people to be able to find me. So anyway, <laughs> so happy to be with you tonight. And you and I were um, kind of doing some program planning earlier, and I have a book that's called The Shrouding Caverns. And the book took me many, many years to write. Um, in 1998, I had a visitation. It was a bright light in human form, and it had the title of the book written above it. And that the title that was shown was Authentically You. Unfortunately, publishers thought that sounded too much like a self-help book. They changed it to The Shrouding Caverns. But it was something that haunted me for years, and I am a stress management counselor. I teach... Um, meditation, I'm a hypnotherapist and yoga, and I was working at a major university also in hospitals, and it was something that you didn't go around talking about, that you had had some type of event, uh, be it angelic or ghost or whatever people want to put a name on. Um, Couldn't walk away from it, eventually did get the book written. And the book, just a really quick recap, It's a cross between a Da Vinci Code that takes place in the Giza Plateau of Egypt surrounding unknown knowledge and the Sphinx. The Hall of Records gets into it, Edgar Cayce's prophecies, and, of course, the Great Pyramid. Who are they? What was it? Where did it come from? And everyone's heard of all the different speculation. But the book also, because this is taking place in the Holy Land, You cannot write about historical fact without getting into a very deep spiritual vein. And I did research with some of the top archaeologists in the world. They became friends, and I have heard stories that um, sound like science fiction, but they're true. And what I thought might be interesting tonight is to be able to discuss um, unexplained events phenomena that's happened and I think most people have had that occur in their life sometimes like myself they're hesitant to talk about it whether it be you've had some type of visitation um, a dream that comes to reality or a mother who suddenly wakes up at three in the morning and knows something is wrong with her child how does this happen what connection do we have And why are people so resilient to really embracing the fact that we are far greater than this physical form we are and that there definitely is a connection on the other side of that veil. So I've also had, and I talked about in the other show I'm not going to go into, I've had some things that have been just absolute miracles, absolutely impossible, just appear right when you needed them most. And I thought tonight it might be fun to um, open up the phone and to hear about some other people's events that's happened, whether it be uh, communication from the other side, a dream. I had someone ask me this week that they had had a loved one contact them and they heard their voice and they said, could that really be true? Am I imagining it? So 
I'd like to open up the phone lines and to hear about other people's events or questions or feelings and see where we go from there. Okay. Um, we'll put that out there. Um, and if you would, uh, we'd love to have you on the phone uh, as far as the callers to call in um, and tell us about your visitation, your uh, connection with loved ones that someone who's passed that you know you've heard their voice you maybe had a dream uh, about them and we'll discuss that and go from there and you can ask your questions also uh call in 347-884-8245 and press one on your phone so that i know you wanted to come aboard don't be shy um it's we're all just sitting back here talking um, and uh, so call on in about your visitation and things that have happened. And maybe you have a question of things you can't explain and what was that? And uh, and you can ask your question here. So um, so we'll put that out there um, to uh, kind of stroke the flame. And, uh, you know, as, we, as I was mentioning earlier, as we continue on week by week, that's how, you know, people uh, you build an audience of people are used to what you're uh, doing, but I think we have enough to um, go on because uh, I know, you know, I could start it with, uh, you know, I know, like I mentioned, I, you know, I lost both my parents, you know, by the age of 16, both my parents had died and I witnessed my mom dying next to me in the car at age 16. Um, and, uh, and I have to say, uh, there's been many times that I've, um, have definitely felt uh, the touch, literally touch, um, of my parents. Um, I've had dreams um, that they've come to me um, vividly, and I, you know, and more than that, you know, what I wanted to say and get your thoughts on this is, there's a difference of a dream, a dream that you wake up and you don't remember five seconds, but then you have a dream like this. And you don't forget it, and it, it it's you know it wakes you up in the middle of the night, and you can't go back to sleep. I think those are the true uh, visitations. Oh, I, I agree. When I did come forward with my um, events that occurred that night in 1998, a lot of people said, "Oh, you were dreaming." I remember sitting straight up in bed and staring. This light can't be described. I've never seen anything like it, the brilliance of it. And yet it was calming. And I stared at it, laid back down, and fell into the most restful sleep that I probably had ever had. The next morning when I woke up, I literally jumped three feet out of bed and kind of was running around in circles because I knew what had happened the night before and there was no explanation uh, I also knew it was a book cover, and I was not an author, public speaker, teacher, but not an author, and the thought of writing a book was not at all in my plans of anything to do, and that's why it took, I ran from it for a long time, but it would be interesting, I could be doing gardening, and there would be like this invisible presence of something tapping me on the shoulder saying, you're supposed to be writing, and finally got to the point that um, I had to do it. And as I mentioned in the last show, too, I'm from the Detroit area, and I was very privileged to know Wayne Dyer. He was a native Detroiter and went to the church I went to. And 
whenever he was in town, he always was a visitor there. And I had confided into him as to what had happened. And, you know, he said, you just got to do it. It doesn't matter if you know how to do it, but when you've got these soul instructions that are not going to let you go, it's like they're embracing you and they're squeezing you until you can't stand it anymore to surrender and do what you are being guided to do. He told me one time, get a yellow pad, because he didn't actually believe in using a computer to write, go lock yourself in a motel room and do not come out until you've got at least the outline for the book. Um, Finally, I did. It took a long time. I got the book written, and um, it was the most exuberant feeling on earth. And as a first-time writer, too, little did I know, the first time you write a book, that's usually... Your first copy is usually your draft. You have to can most of it and start over and go from there. Writing a book is a long process, getting through the publishing world. But the fact that I did it, and I've always said, um, regardless of the outcome of the book, it's something that I had to do in this lifetime. And the one thing, the one big fear I had was possibly being on my deathbed and wondering what if. And those are the things that uh, you can't let happen. And I do believe we're guided by spirit. Talking about family, a a funny story of friends that I have, the mother had passed, and the group of siblings had got into an argument one night with the father. And it was a rather heated argument, and her photo sat on a mantle of a fireplace. And after this lively discussion of theirs went on for a few minutes. The picture actually flew off of the mantle and landed unbroken onto the couch. These are highly educated people. They were dumbstruck, and to this day, they still shake their head and say it had to be Mother there who was so tired of the nonsense going on in the house. Her way of putting a stop to it was just to slam it shut with her photo saying, I'm here, I'm hearing this, and enough. So we are created to be powerful, and, and that's really the, um, the essence of my book. We're living at such a low vibration, and there's a lot of, lot of wonderful material out there on how you connect, how you manifest. But I really think the bottom line is to realize everything is already in place. Our biggest problem is to let go of the programming that we when we're very young children. Um, Kids, I think, come into this life very intuitive, but when they try to talk about things, they're told that's stupid. You're imagining things, stop it and grow up. And usually by the time we start school, that's starting to fade into the background. There is an awareness in society now. I think people know somehow, somewhere, they're not sure maybe what it is, but there's a whole lot more to this experience that we call life than what we're experiencing. And finally, we're starting to break through these barriers um, where people are more open to all these possibilities and the things that actually do exist. And I think by talking about it, it becomes less of a taboo where people are not uncomfortable in doing it. Brian Weiss, um, who wrote the book Many Lives, Many Masters, sat on his book for seven years because he was the state board president of psychiatrists for the state of Florida. And here he was going to write a book that he was absolutely positive and had documented that past lives exist. So 
it takes guts to stand up and open up and to talk about it. Um, but I think until we can really get the dialogue flowing freely, there's always going to be this mystique that it doesn't exist. So I would love to hear um, from some of the listeners. Another thing that I've been taking notes on and I'm looking on stories is to be able to write a short, a book of short stories on actual miracles that have t- taken place. And I've had them in my life, and I know a lot of other people have also. Things have happened that were impossible, and yet just the correct, perfect timing, things fell into place and produced what was nothing less than an incredible miracle. So if you can't contact me tonight, get in touch with me on um, until that website gets back up onto the Facebook page, and I will get back with you. Okay. We got a caller in, um, so let's bring her on who wants to talk about her experience, and we invite everybody to call in. Speak about your experience of visitations from the other side. Shatana, thanks for calling on in. Yes, please, go ahead. Yes, welcome. Yes, good evening. Good evening. Looking my phone in here while I'm talking to you guys. So I had an experience um, quite a long time ago. I'm 30 now, and I would say I was probably like, I don't know, 8, 10, when um, I had, like, my first real, like, I remember this experience. So well, I probably had a lot of them, actually, I lie. So <laughs> anyways, um, this one, I it's kind of different. It's more like a dream experience, but it was such a profound dream experience that there's no way that this couldn't be real because I had physical confirmation of this dream. So in this dream, I'm a young child and I'm in a graveyard where my great grandparents are buried and it's actually where they really are in real life buried. So I'm there and I'm standing with both my grandma, my great grandma, my great grandpa and um, my grandpa's holding my hand. My great-grandpa's holding my hand. And um, my, my great-grandma tells him she's not coming with us. And I'm just, you know, happy the sun shines out. Nothing feels bad. And they're kind of bickering back and forth about me going or staying. And um, finally, Grandma wins, and, you know, that's, that's it. Um, and I just, I wake up. But I told my, my physical grandma in real life, you know, about this dream about her parents. These are her parents that I'm dreaming about. And I tell her, you know, Grandma, in my, in my dream, um, my great-grandma had curly hair, and the only photos I had ever seen of her are with straight hair. And so my grandma looks at me very with a pale eye, and she's just like, I permed her hair before I buried her. And, you know, there, you know, there's no way I could know that. I'm a child, you know, and I've only ever seen one photo of this woman in my life. And the craziest thing about the dream is nobody was moving their mouths when we talked. Telepathic. My, my yeah. As you were telling the story, uh, the thought that came to me was that our, our loved ones, we're, we're always told they're never, they're just, they're always with us. They're never far. They're here. We just can't see them. You were so cute and adorable. They loved you so much. They wanted to take you across back with them, but of course they knew it wasn't wasn't your time to to cross over. But yeah. uh, just confirmation on how much you're loved and how much you're watched over. 
Oh, that's sweet. At that time, I was in a really horrible, like, physical place. Um, we moved into, I think, a haunted house or something. It was crazy. That's usually, I think, you know, we learn our lessons in life when things are bad. We don't, unfortunately, none of us learn when everything is good. We learn during the tough times. And I think when you're going through a hardship or some type of um, challenging situation is when they really come and they make themselves visible to us to be able to assure us that we're okay, let us know that we're not by ourselves. But, you know, for you, like I say, I was smiling as you were telling the story because it was just they had this great love for you, and um, they wanted to take you with them, but they couldn't. So you do know they're with you and probably many more around. But kids in particular, I think, people say, oh, it's imagination and that, and yet uh, I'll tell you what, and I, I say this to anyone, children, small children and animals, if they don't like a person, you've heard this before, pay attention oh, yeah. because they they are extremely intuitive and they know where as grown-ups you know you you just run headlong into a situation and uh, sometimes I did it myself um, this past year with the moving company that I had bad feelings about before we started the move and thought about canceling it but oh everything's in place let's go with it and it was an absolute disaster so never ever go against your feelings but for you, you really got definite confirmation that uh, you're very, very loved and very precious, mm-hmm. and they're with you. That, that, that fills me so much. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, dear. God bless. God Thanks bless for you. calling in. That beautiful story. I love it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. All right. I'll probably have time for at least one more call. Let's go to 520 Arizona. Welcome. Can we get your first name? Hi, it's Lisa Michael. Hello. Hey, Lisa. I love. Hi, how are you? Good to hear you. I love. I love you. I just love what you bring. Um, my. I'm not even going to name the relationship. It's just uh, someone very close to me, and it's not romantic. They passed, and um, it was a year ago, and I've had a handful of. experiences uh, when they did pass and I I wasn't aware of their passing I felt them around me I felt the presence of them like a like a shawl around my neck around you know just draped like an energy and of course I got the news a few days later that they had passed and then um, I was taking I was in a classroom and taking a practice exam and I knew that, you know, I had talked to them before their passing, how I, I, this was something that I had been wanting to do for years, to get this exam uh, passed and work in the industry. And so I was sitting there focusing on the exam and trying to really fo- focus and not become distracted with emotions. And I happened to look up, and I was sitting in the front row seat of a small classroom with a pra- practice exam, uh, people were behind me, but not in the same row. And as I looked up, this I was enveloped in pink light. And um, then, oh, I mean, there were just a few, a handful of experiences. The, I was um, going into hysterics the other day. 
oh, I think it was like a month ago, and I was telling somebody in the room, they were the only ones in the room with me, that I'll never see that individual again. And, um, you know, I was just crying and crying. And I had <laughs> I had a well, an elephant, a brass elephant that had sat on the wall, um, and he, the brass elephant had been sitting on the wall uh, for a number of years, and it flew off the wall. This reminds me, when you were talking about that picture, flying off the wall. It flew off the wall near my feet. And we both, the person that I was sobbing to, we both looked up and stopped. And, um, you know, so I I knew that was an indication they were listening. This is my last experience I'm going to share. I've had a few more. My two-year-old, I have a two-year-old baby that comes to see me that's very, um, I'm I'm his grandmother. and, And so, Recently, this last visit, he he was feeling a little under the weather, and I was holding him in my arms, and he kept looking up over my shoulder, past my shoulder, and then he told me, he said, carry me, and so I carried him, and I knew what was going on. He he did that a few different times within that short amount of time, and I just kept it very light and very chirpy, and I said, you know, God loves us and angels love us, and I was walking with him uh, through the house, and then I settled him in front of uh, some cartoons, and I walked back into the other part of the house, and I said, um, you know, to the house, I said, whoever's here has to be with God's level, and it can only be angels, and it can only be at God's level, and I don't want anything else here, and I don't want you showing yourself to my grandson if it's going to make him feel uncomfortable, and you know, so I was being that maternal scolding uh, entity myself. <laughs> so that's just a light sharing. But I do like what you're talking about. I like your background and I like your credentials. Well, thank you. Well, one of my, I'm a grandmother too, and my oldest grandson, one of my favorite stories, when he was two, he was standing at a picture window and he was alone with his father at home and he just burst out hysterically crying. And my son-in-law, son-in-law said, what's wrong? And he said, I can't find Cindy. So we assumed he had an imaginary playmate. But when pressed further, he said, Cindy is my angel, and she's always with me, and now she's gone. And I I think, you know, you always hear the stories that babies smile because they're talking to the angels. I think there may be truth to that. When we come and leave this world, as we start to get a glimpse of the other side, our ability to speak changes. Once he was old enough to start verbally expressing her, she, he could no longer see her. She's, I have no doubt her name is Cindy, and she is with him. But um, I, I lost my significant other three years ago, and the last thing that he said was that, what is that ball of white light bouncing around the room? And then after that, he was oh. unable to speak. So as we yeah. come and as we go. But, um, you know, I always say, if when I pray, you know, angels, God, Jesus, any being of white light, you know, come and help. And, and the white light protects, and it's there. But kids are so, children are amazing because, like I say, they have had one foot on each side. And, yeah. When a child child starts to tell me a story, I pay a lot of attention to it because there is where you will find truth. Yes. Yeah. 
So yeah. enjoy your little ones. They grow up way too fast. And, Indeed. Uh, yes, and cherish them, right. yeah. Yeah, I wanted to calling in. Yeah, Lisa. Well, Lisa, if you can, if you can, hold on a minute. I wanted to add. Speaking of children, you know, seeing things until they get, you know, indoctrinated, where they're told that they can't see these things and blah blah blah. I remember my son Nicholas. Of course, now my twins are 23, but when my kids were uh, about four or five years old, I remember um, their grandpa was. On having heart surgery at the time and I was home with them my wife was at the hospital I was home with both twins and we didn't know the situation as far as how it was going in surgery um, and my son uh, looked outside and he said daddy he said it's almost like I can see grandpa in the clouds he said Oh and gosh. I said, Nicholas, what are you talking about? He said, really? He says, I can see Grandpa in the clouds. And then about an hour later, I got a phone call from my wife saying that Grandpa had passed away in surgery. Oh. So, yeah. there yeah. you go. They, their, their third eye is open. They see all. Uh, yeah. The children, I, you know, I... Small children, young children are just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And unfortunately, people do not pay attention to them, and we shut them down. That's why we all become these shut-down grown-ups. But uh, I think the point of the whole story, we don't lose it. You just have to open back up to it. And Michael and I were talking before the show, or texting on, on getting some ideas on how to progress, because my book as I say, can go in so many different directions, it's hard to pinpoint it. But the main, the power we have within, and um, I am what they call clarisinian. I, I feel things. I know things. I don't do readings. But, I mean, I, and my whole life I could walk into a room and know if somebody was happy or sad or if there was a problem or have good or bad feelings. And it was really not that many years ago that I realized that most people didn't have that. And it's just a matter of getting grounded and centered and owning what you already have. And as I said earlier, too, if I had paid attention to my own knowing and instincts earlier this year, it could have, I could have alleviated a big problem I had with a uh, contractor. So pay attention to it, expand on it. Of course, meditation, and that's one of my specialties, is... Uh, going inside and, and really connecting with it all, but trust it. And you don't have to tell anybody, but just test it and see how often you can prove yourself right. But yeah. you have been delightful. Thank you for calling in. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Michael, for bringing your guest. Oh, well, thanks, thanks, Lisa. Thanks for calling in. You're always uh, a really great uh, listener, caller, friend for the whole 10 years. Oh, I appreciate you. So take care. Oh, I appreciate you too. Thank you. You too. Take care, my friend. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I want to say that you know animals too. I mean, they have such an open eye. Um, you know, I'll share a short story. Um, when my grandma, who was like uh, my mom since my parents passed away, when she died at 93, this was only about five years ago. I remember until she was buried, my two cats 
were just going crazy, looking up at the ceiling, looking at corners, and they were just meow, 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 and they never do this before. And then once my grandma was buried, it pretty well ceased. It's We noticed immediately, but that um, they could see her. She was there, and because uh, it was a real, um, just a real, you know, tragic moment for us because she was so important in uh, me and my siblings and my kids' life, and uh, so she made sure she was there um, during the hard time of, you know, the funeral. Um, so anyway, I thought that was, uh, I'll never forget well, animals, that. animals, I don't think we have any idea how the intelligence of animals. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and, and they do know. They do sense. I know I went through that. Uh, I have a cat and mm-hmm. was taking her to to um, the hospice to visit. And she always would just lay quietly um, by their side and let, let, her, let them pet her and that. But the day of the transition, she, would, she dug her feet into her carrier and did not want to get out. She knew. She knew. And, again, children, I mean, if you would just kind of stand back, be the observer, as Wayne Dyer always said, and pay attention to what's going on around you, um, you can learn a lot and pay attention to it, but don't ever, ever go against your instinct. And like I say, if a small child seems very reluctant to be around somebody or a pet or an animal, pay attention to it because they know things you're not picking up. And it's our job to try to get past this, brick wall that we have enclosed ourselves in to be able to tap into the energy that's out there to let us know what we should and shouldn't be doing. And if we can do that, we wouldn't be in the situations we find ourselves in. So, so much to do, so much knowledge. Um, It can be overwhelming for all of us, but, you know, just being aware of it, I think, opens you up to to be on a higher plane of, of making good choices and empowering yourself for a better life. Yeah, that's a, really a great point. Uh, you know, folks, people that are doing uh, bad things, they're, they're most afraid of young children and pets because they know that they can see right through them. Um, and, and, I mean, that's been proven out many times, so that's a great point. So, anyway, it's a, it's a big subject matter, uh, but I know that there are hundreds of stories out there, and as I say, for those of you who didn't get through tonight, go to the go to that website. I am hoping is back up in the next day or two. It's a great website, but it is under construction tonight. Uh, but there is a Facebook page for Jane Clarkson, and the name of the book is The Shrouded Caverns. And for anyone who enjoyed The Da Vinci Code or Celestine Prophecy, I think you'll find it an interesting read. A lot of my life, and and it will someday too, when more people have read the book, I'd like. There's so much of that book is true. It's not uh, obviously the parts of Egypt and that are factual, but even the characters themselves were based on actual events and people that I have encountered in my life. So a lot of truth in that book. And uh, if someone editor posted that it's a book that has the ability to change people's lives, very simple things that you can do. So. I look forward right. to seeing the response. All right. Well, as we continue on and get people to uh, really connect with you, know you, and uh, really get the flow going, I think that's going to be great. Um, so um, hopefully we can do this again next week and have you back here and 
um, and keep the flame going. So I really have enjoyed it. You're a, a true gift. You have so much uh, understanding and knowledge and uh, um, just uh, so many areas you can go in. It's amazing. So you're a true delight to have as a guest. So thank you for coming on and, and get in touch with me. Thank you, Michael, and tomorrow's a brand new week. Go out there and make it a great one. So talk to you soon. Good night. All right. Good night. All right. That was wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Again, the website link and the website uh, will be up here shortly, as she was saying. Um, We are going to take a break, and we'll be back here for our nighttime show Starting in 50 minutes, we're going to have two mediums um, and a roundtable connecting you to your past loved one. The two ladies are phenomenal. Uh, They are not on on a regular basis, so make sure you're here. I also be live on Facebook. Catch me there. So we'll talk to you guys here in just a few minutes. So thanks for listening to this episode. 